Before we jump into where we're at in our series, as we finish up our series, actually, I want to remind you of a few things that are coming up. The next month, a lot of stuff is going on, and I just want to remind you, Easter will be here in less than a month, right? And so we've got great things planned for that, Uh, really, really good stuff planned for that. And so just uh, think about somebody that you can bring with you for Easter. People sometimes don't care about coming to church, but Easter stands out to them, right? And so... uh, just encourage you to invite somebody for that. Next week, we got an opportunity to have uh, someone come in and speak to us. I don't think you'll forget, okay? Um, I I think you will remember this guy um, after he's been here. Um, Doctor, let me think how I say this. I knew I was going to do this. Hong Yang. Hong Yang is coming. Dr. Hong Yang was born in China. He's actually a member of the Chinese Communist Party. And through the Lord, just a series of events came to the Lord. And I'll tell you what, this guy is absolutely on fire for Jesus. And it's amazing the stuff that's happening in his life. He's all over. I don't even know this year all over the world where he's been yet. But it's crazy everywhere he's at, speaking. And we get an opportunity to have him Sunday just to kind of get a different glimpse into what God's doing in the kingdom. And so just wanted to let you know about that, and I think you'll, you'll love that, doctor. Um, oh, I got to make myself say it again. Hong Yang, there we go. Um, we'll be with us next week. All right, let's tee up that video, Ernie. Just kind of want to jump in here and remind you of some things. The human brain, made of approximately 100 billion neurons, the same number of stars that exist within our galaxy. The human brain monitors and regulates all of the body's actions and reactions. With over 5 trillion chemical operations occurring every second, and signals being transferred at speeds of over 260 miles per hour, our brain is rapidly analyzing and responding to all of the sights, sounds, and smells all around us. Now, because we are all born slaves to sin, our mind has been programmed to behave out of selfish desire. The way we think, dream, reason, and act are limited to the ways of this world. Now consider the facts for a moment. For every behavior we experience, our brain creates a neurological pathway. As behaviors are repeated, those pathways become increasingly more stable. Think of it this way. A single behavior maps out a dirt road in your brain, creating a basic pathway for your thoughts to travel. But as you repeat behaviors, your brain builds a highway, allowing for an increased volume and frequency of thoughts to move about resulting in your day-to-day actions. In order to change our behavior, we must reprogram our brain. It requires the deconstruction of existing highways and is a process that takes time. The Bible directs us to take every thought captive and to commit daily to the renewing of our mind through the power of God's Word. And in time, the result is the formation of an entirely new neurological roadmap, leading you to the life you were meant to live. So this is kind of where we've settled down for three weeks. The life you were meant to live. As we've, as we've talked about, the goal of Scripture 
the goal of Scripture is um, to make us into the image of Jesus Christ. I don't know where you'll be 10 to 15 years. You and I don't know what God's plans for our lives, the circumstances, the details, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the kind of the context of where we'll be. But I can guarantee you, just as he's doing today, his plan, his primary plan for our lives, regardless of where we're at or what's going on or uh, what we're doing, the, the primary plan is one thing, and that is to make each one of us into the image of Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the whole deal, the goal of Scripture, is to take lost, broken, fallen people and to redeem them, pick them up, rescue them, but then to also then put into to play this great plan he has for us. That's the life we were meant to live. And so we, we recognize that when we gather and, and you hear sermons, most all of them are pointed that direction is to help us to experience God's plan and that is to make us into his image. But we've noticed specifically there's something that needs to happen, the scriptures talk about, that needs to take place in order for that to happen. We've been talking about Romans chapter 12, verse two, right, as a cornerstone scripture here. It is be not conformed to the pattern of the world. Don't be shaped by the world, but be transformed. And that word transformed is literally changed, metamorphosis from one thing to another. And what is the catalyst here? By the renewing of your mind. That's the catalyst. So if the goal is Christ's likeness, the catalyst is the renewing of our minds. This is how he's going to do it. Now we've noticed as we've been mapping out in the New Testament all those different scriptures, especially last week, right? They had like 20 scriptures. This week we only have one. Be thankful for that, right? And um, uh, as, as we've been looking through that, we grabbed a hold of some principles about our minds, about this whole thinking thing, how the scripture looks at it. We've these principles that are true. One is, it seems like all the time when it talks about thinking, it uses words like fix or set or basically grab a hold or as I would say, take control of your mind, right? Take control of your mind. The Bible assumes that you and I realize that we can um, dictate what we think, what we dwell on. We are not just my thoughts come in and it's who we are. No, we have the ability to take control of our mind. Or I like this little phrase, we can make our mind, mind. We can. The scripture tells us that we can. So we, we are gonna play a role in this. We're gonna take control. The second thing is, is that it's a new way of thinking. We're gonna embrace a new way of thinking. It's gonna look a lot different than the thinking of the world around us. We're gonna be sometimes questioned, or we're gonna be doubted, or you know, our coworkers, our friends, or maybe even sometimes our family is gonna say, why do you think that way? Because obviously thinking then precipitates action. Why do you act that way? Well, it's because I think this way. Why do you think this way? Because I think a different way. Remember, what, what the scripture says is that the wisdom of this, uh, the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. 
They don't understand things like a man dying on a cross. They don't understand things like humility. They don't understand things like the way that we go about, we're willing to go the extra mile. We're able to forgive when there's, it's not deserved. We're thinking in a whole new paradigm, and we gotta be willing to embrace that. You gotta be willing to say, you know what? I realize I'm gonna think different than probably a lot of people around me. I'm okay with that. So those are some underlying principles. I can take control, it's gonna look different. But there's a process, the process of renewing our minds, and we've done it this way. If renew is the idea, renewing, renovating, and that word there in Romans is, it's the word renovate. So again, I've told you this every week, I do that on purpose, because I want you to, if you're like me, I gotta hear it a few times before it sticks, maybe. Um, <clears throat> You know, it's um, the renovating is like those shows that we watch all the time. Those those shows where they go in and you see terrible, broken down homes, and and it's like no one cares about buying it. No one's buying it. Somebody goes in, sees what it can be, spend all that time, effort, and money into making it into something that normally it is far better than when it was brand new, right? See some of those homes? Like, it's wow. This is completely even better than it when it was new. That's the idea of this word. He wants to make us way even better than we can imagine, renovate our mind. So what's the process? Well, it's simply a three words that I've chosen. It's reprogram. We need to be reprogrammed. Um, and we do that by feeding our minds on truth. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but we definitely have learned to think a certain way. We walk through scriptures that way. And so now we're a new person, new creation, a new way of thinking. Well, it takes some reprogramming, right? It's old habits, die hard type kind of stuff, right? And the way we think has been toward the flesh for so long, toward the selfishness, you know, and so now we're thinking a different way, and it just takes time. It's a process, but it's, it's done by reprogramming, feeding our minds on truth. And we also notice that we reject. We're going to free our minds from destructive thoughts. Free our mind from destructive thoughts. This is where we talked about last week about taking every thought captive. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. It's that word take captive is like a guy with a spear in somebody's back. Or in our modern day, it's like somebody with a gun. I'm gonna take captive that thought. I'm gonna reject it. I'm gonna free my mind. What do we talk about destructive thoughts? We talk about negative thoughts, fearful thoughts, uh, discontented thoughts, um, critical thoughts. Or we even talked about thoughts of our past, right? So often our past, thinking about our past, just absolutely locks us up and frees us. And we're supposed to be free of that, so we're rejecting something. But today, we simply want to realize that we are replacing those negative, harmful, fallen thoughts, and we're placing them with something. Scripture's so great, it, it just makes this all flow. And it's found in one verse. It's focusing on the right things, replace, focus on the right things. It's this, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what does it say? Think about such 
things. Now that word think, it's a strong word. It's a dwell word. It's a consider, to evaluate, to deliberate, to weigh, to spend some time. In fact, this word is a word, uh, this is gonna be a bad word picture, or this is gonna be maybe a, a bad picture for you, but it makes my point. It's the same word that we use for a cow chewing its cud. You know what happens, right? Are you aware of that process? Cow grabs the grass, chews on it. Then what does it do? Yeah, it brings it back up so it can chew on it some more. Yeah, it's a, it's a word like that. Allow these thoughts to captivate your mind. Free your mind and focus on these things. It's the kind of word that's like this. Did you get that? It's real fast. And you might not understand Jackie Chan, but let's try it again. Your focus needs more focus. I love that line. You might think I'm crazy with that. I say that to myself all the time. If you see me in the hall and I'm talking to myself, I might be saying that. Your focus needs more focus. That's this kind of word. I'm going to focus. I got to focus. Because if I don't focus on these things, what's going to happen? The other's going to pile back in. I replace what I'm rejecting. I, my focus. Does anybody else want to see that again? I want to see it again. Your focus needs more focus. What is it we're focusing on? It's these things. What is true? What is true? Do you know they tell us from studies that 85% of what we worry about never comes to pass? Think about that for a moment. I need to hear that because I get tied up a lot of bit on 85%. Ask my wife. <laughs> she reminds me. You worried about that? Did it even come close to that? No. 85% of what we, what we dwell on, what we're anxious about, never comes to pass. And they say in that study that the other 15%, a large majority of that, they found that when we did worry about something that came to pass, it was not as bad as we actually thought it was going to be. We, we have a tendency to go there a lot, don't we? And the scripture says, don't do that. Stay on what is true, what is real. Don't dwell on what could be in this scenario and what if. And hey, I'm preaching to myself right now. What is true? Think about what's true. What's true is is who God is, what he's created, the way that he, you see what I mean? Think on those things. Don't allow yourself to live in another world. What is noble? This word is, uh, it's a word for, um, uh, let me say it like this, let me get to my notes. You'd probably appreciate that. Um, 
it's worthy of honor. It's, it's something that is the highest opinion possible about something or somebody. It's, it's the opposite of mundane or common or trashy. It's thinking the best about somebody or something. You know, it's also this word that, I, I was thinking about this this week, it's the word when you're young. We had big dreams, we wanted to change the world type stuff. You know, it started with being a fireman, moved to being maybe a doctor, but we, we simply wanted to be a world changer, right? We had that desire, we had noble, we had lofty dreams and thoughts. And somehow along the way life happens and we stop thinking quite that way a lot of times. Don't stop thinking quite that way. Think nobly. Think honorably. Allow your mind to be filled with things that are noble and high. Follow after people or read after things that lift you to, to believe still in higher things and, and the highest possible opinion about something or somebody. Noble. It's true. Is it noble? Is it right? This is obviously, is it in harmony with God's word? Allow myself to think about what is right. Okay, so I'm wronged here. and I've been, there's an injustice there. Allow my, myself to not think about how I could retaliate or get back or dwell on that, but think about what is right. How, what is the right response? Understanding what God says about every situation in our life. Is it pure? And it's, it's obvious the way this word's used here. It is exactly the word for sexual impurity or sexual purity. And obviously we understand that that can be a, a whole minefield in our mind so often. He says, if you're going to be renewed, if you're gonna be renovated, if you're gonna reach the goal of being Christ-like, then in your mind, you can't entertain thoughts that are impure, sexually impure. Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it lovely? And I, this word, you probably could spend a whole sermon on this. This is a really cool word. I'm gonna boil it down to this. Is it generous? Is it gracious? Is it attractive? I want you to think about those people that have meant the most to you in your life. I hear this all the time. Like um, maybe it was a grandma and just the spirit they had, that gracious, that generous spirit. We are to allow our minds to think about how can I become like that? And how can I see something winsome and great in the people around me? That is where my mind should focus on. How can I pull off being lovely? How can I think about how they're lovely? How can I be generous, gracious, attractive? admirable. This is kind of the way that think on things, it's the word for friendship. Is it, is, is it, how am I creating good relationships? I allow my mind to focus on how can I create better and good relationships? How can I think about a good reputation of myself and then the good reputation of those around us. See, this eliminates things like bitterness and, and lust, and it, 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 it eliminates thing, envy and um, gossip and slander, all those things that we might gravitate toward thinking about. These words, just block it out and say, free yourself from those, focus on this. 
And in doing so, we replace. We replace. This is the process. Reprogram, reject, and replace. See, Jesus wants to make us like him. It's, it's really what we were always designed to live like. And it's actually what creates the ability to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth that he called us to be. Because Jesus was the light of the world, right? He is it. I mean, he is the light, the shining light through all mankind, Jesus Christ. And he said, my desire is to restore you into that image I had originally created Adam to be. For all of you, I want to restore you to that. And in me doing that, you reveal to the lost and broken world around you what I can do, what I'm about. You become the light of the world. So not only are we experiencing the life we are created to have, but we're being a part of God's messenger, his plan to a lost and broken world around us. That's why he wants to renovate our minds to make us new. Does that sound good? Okay. Does that sound good? Amen. I'm in for that. I'm in for the process. I realize it takes more time than I think. I'm impatient with it, but I realize as I allow myself to be reprogrammed, as I take control, and as I focus on the right things, he's gonna do it, and I'm gonna change, and I am going to have a life that I was always meant to live. Let's stand this morning as we finish, and let's read this verse before we go. Romans 12, chapter two, would you read it with me? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, that's what we want. That's why we're here. Lord, this powerful uh, organ that you've given to us, our brains, it's amazing what you've given to us. None of us should ever feel like we have no worth. If you have a brain, you have an amazing, amazing tool. Lord, it's what you use It's a catalyst for helping us to realize the goal for our lives. So Lord, help us to embrace the process. Help us to be a part or be involved in the process of having our minds renewed. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Go with us this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Have a great day and a great week.